the Pittsburgh Steelers pulled off a major upset over the Buffalo Bills 23-16 to in Buffalo in their season opener. I'm Chris Carter here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We got player of the game. We got a lot of analysis to break down both on offense and defense for such a big Steelers win. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a victory Monday for Steeler Nation and a big victory Monday at that. The Buffalo Bills, one of the AFC powerhouses that everybody was saying was going to be the top dog. They're going to be fighting with the Chiefs. It's going to be them right at the top of the, well, guess what? The Steelers went in and punched them in the mouth. 23-16, this Steelers defense is elite. That was a dominant performance from the Steelers' defense. Now, looking at this game, you look and you see the final score of 16 points. The Bills only scored one touchdown in that mix. A single touchdown. They averaged 31 points last year, more than 31 points last year. They were the second best offense in the NFL. Josh Allen, one of the emerging young quarterbacks in the league. Some people ranked him top five. I say I was in that group as well. And I have to take the shot right here, Steeler Nation. I picked against your boys. I said that, ah, this is too early for them. I think they'll have a great year, but this, is, this, is, this isn't the game. This is the warm-up game where they kind of start to figure things out. And you saw that rust. We'll get to that rust in offense in the second half. But there was no rust on this defense. They came out and dominated. 16 points is the fewest points that Buffalo has scored since October 3rd of 2020. There was only one time last year they scored that few points. Again, they averaged over 31 points a game. My player of the game, I feel like there's a little bias here because of the end of the week, but TJ Watt has to get it. Two huge sacks, a forced fumble that led to a turnover. It's why they paid the man. But not just the sacks, him. Alex Highsmith and Melvin Ingram were bringing it every single play. And you saw what it meant to have a rotation of three guys that they feel really comfortable with bringing it. And you saw the Bills doing lots of holding, pulling jerseys, doing the things that they did last year to try and limit uh, Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt. But this time they got called for it. They had a total of eight penalties for 81 yards in this game. And they could have been called maybe six or seven more times for holding on other plays. I mean, plays where T.J. Watt was literally a man had his arms wrapped around his waist and, and tackling him as he was going chasing after Josh Allen. But the Steelers found a way to rise above not even getting those calls. It was a stellar performance. I got to look around the defense because it was a team effort. It wasn't just the pass rushers that did it. It wasn't just T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward who also had a sack in this game. The cornerbacks truly stepped up. Joe Hayden, phenomenal. Cameron Sutton, A-plus great on this game. Yeah, he gave up that one touchdown, but it was solid coverage, a great throw. He had two big breakups other than that, and he was just all over these, these Bills receivers. And James Pierre, for a first NFL game in the regular season, his first real action, he stood tall. This defense continued to find ways 
to get off the field. The Bills were the number one team in third and fourth downs last year. They averaged, they, they had a 49, they went 49% on third downs last year and 80% on fourth downs. In this game, they were 8 of 18 for uh, on third downs for about 43, 44%, and one of three on fourth downs for 33%. That's that's a that's a dip from their strength. And what makes this defense so special for me in this game is they had all this domination and only one turnover. Typically, you see a defensive performance in today's NFL with all the rules that take it, they get they give advantages to the offense. You see the turnovers are really up when the defense has a big game because that meant like, you know, hey, big splash plays ended drives and that allowed the defense to thrive. Not in this case. And sure, they had they had the big they had the big turnover. They had two turnovers on downs that they that they stopped, which were huge. But again, they're getting off the field the old school way, forcing you to punt. They punted the Bills punted four times in this game. I believe they punted like something like forty times last year total in sixteen games. That's ridiculous. That means this defense was on fire in this game. And again, this is spread all around. Kim Hayward, I thought, played very well. Chris Wormley, I thought, played very well. I thought Isaiah Bugman, he filled in, played very well. But the silent contributor, also Mika Fitzpatrick, phenomenal game on his part. Trey Norwood, the rookie seventh-round guy out of Oklahoma, I thought he filled in very well. They used him in the slot. They used him in safety. He was he never looked out of place. There was one time he got beat by Emmanuel Sanders, but fortunately for him, Josh Allen missed that throw. But for a seventh-round rookie, that was a heck of a first game against one of the best offenses in the NFL last year. But the quiet performer I thought that a lot of people aren't going to talk enough about was Devin Bush led the team with 10 tackles Mink also had 10 tackles but you saw him and Joe Schobert who also had six tackles in this game you saw them moving all over the middle of the field taking away a lot of the things that the Bills want to do and that's why I said these guys were going to be crucial to this game because the Bills even when they did start to move the ball at different times they had to be on point they had to be doing the right things at the right times but when you saw there wasn't the gimme plays over the middle that allowed them to kind of ramp up the score like they did last year. This defense stood tall against a major offensive threat. And, you know, all season or all offseason, looking at the Steelers schedule, you're like, oh, man, look at look at all these quarterbacks they got to face. They got to face like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and, and Josh Allen. How are they going to stop Josh Allen? Well, they stopped Josh Allen. Josh Allen finished with – 30 completions on 51 attempts for 270 passing yards, a single touchdown, did rush for 44 yards on nine carries. He did a solid job there, but he was sacked three times. They didn't even get an interception on this man. It still felt like they shut this man down. And I wouldn't say they shut him down, but they severely limited him. He had a pass rating of 79.7. What's crazy? Ben Roethlisberger had a better pass rating. And if you were watching that game, you're like, wait a minute, how, what, what? <laughs> But the offense started slow, but picked it up. This game was all about the defense, but it was also about how the offense showed efficiency in the second half. I want to go over that with you and break down what I really liked about the Steelers' offense, even though they started out very slow in just a minute. But first, I got to tell you about our sponsors, Run Your Pool. Football season is back, and let's make the most of it with a better way to create your custom pool at runyourpool.com, the premier sports pool hosting service. Run Your Pool makes it ridiculously easy to run a football pool with friends, family, or office mates. They offer dozens of formats, including Survivor, Pick'em, Squares, Margin, Confidence Pools, 33, and more. Run Your Pool hosts formats for NFL and college football with one-week games, full-season playoffs, or the Super Bowl. 
Unlike your fantasy sports platforms, Run Your Pool has options and settings to make it your own. You can even brand your pool for your local business, bar, or restaurant. Reconnect with friends and join nearly 2 million football fans to make every game action-packed this season. Check them out today and get $10 off at runyourpool.com slash locked on or use our promo code locked on at checkout. Anywhere, everywhere in the world, Run Your Pool helps friends and colleagues compete. The NFL season starts September 9th. Start today at runyourpool.com slash locked on and have your pool up and running in minutes. Again, that's runyourpool.com slash locked on. Game on. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We are continuing to talk about this big Steelers upset over the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, again, I don't think the Bills are a bad team. I just think they they got punched in the mouth by a better team. And I thought the Bills were going to be the better team in this game. But the Steelers were more disciplined. They brought talent from different areas. Once Once the Bills couldn't consistently throw the ball and they couldn't work the ball to Stephon Diggs, they were in trouble. I give Josh Allen a lot of credit. He was tough. He, he hung in there. He kept giving his team the best chance to win. And he didn't make the critical mistakes that would have, that maybe a younger Josh Allen would have made that would have sealed their fate much earlier. But you saw the Steelers offense pick it up in the second half. In the first half, it was disastrous. Well, not disastrous, just abysmal. Six of 12 for Ben Roethlisberger for only 58 passing yards. Najee Harris, seven carries for eight yards. All the, oh, you shouldn't have drafted a running back. People were out there. And I should have, I'm sure they're still out there. But in the second half, Ben Roethlisberger turned it up 12 of 20 for 130 passing yards and a touchdown. I know that's not phenomenal numbers, but we're going to get to you don't need the phenomenal numbers when you're efficient. Uh, Najee Harris, nine carry, 37 yards in the second half, ran really hard. You saw the offensive line start to come together in the second half. They were bad. They were bad early, but they started to figure it out. And I was even saying, you know, Ben Roethlisberger early on missed a, a wide open Deontay Johnson, who if he connects with him, he might you know get big yards. On a play, and it was an underneath route that if he just it wasn't a you know a deep ball that needed to be that that, that you know that that needed to you know be perfectly thrown. It was just a hey, he cooked Javius White. You've got to take advantage of those plays. But um, you know he missed that one. He missed a, a pass to Najee Harris in the flat that would have gone for a touchdown. There were misplays by Ben Roethlisberger, but this was why they were they were insistent on making sure he returned. Was that you saw the veteran leadership? You saw the franchise quarterback in him come out. He's been through these wars a million times. And when he stepped up in this game was being efficient in the second half. And what do I mean by efficient? I keep using that word. In the first half, the Steelers had five punts and then took knees to end that to end the game. In the second half, the Steelers scored on every single possession and then ran the clock out. That's that's what you want. Now, granted, you want less field goals. They had three field goals and a touchdown, and then the end of the and then the, the, the game ended. But still, the efficiency of it on the first on the first field goal drive, ten plays, sixty four yards, four first downs, got into the buff the Bills red zone. The next drive, eleven plays, sixty two yards, got into the Bills red zone. Then the next, the next, the next drive, they get the ball with really great field position. Four plays, twenty-six yards, um, in uh, that they gained. They had twenty-six yards added on via penalty, but they move the ball, get it in, they score a touchdown with that one, and then the field goal at the end of the game 
to give them the uh, the double digit lead that forced the the Bills to have to kick their own field goal at the end of the game. But this was the key thing for me when I looked at Ben Roethlisberger was there was at no point where he made the play that was like, man, that's it. It's over. And there was an interception that he threw that got called back for defensive holding, but he knew it was going to be defensive holding, which is why he threw that ball to Jadavius White, who's trying to just see if a play happens, it happens. If it doesn't, they're getting called for this, for this defensive holding anyways. I thought Chase Claypool had a great game when he was called upon. Three catches for 45 yards, no touchdowns, but he went up and got a ball over Jadavius White. I mean, that was a mossing that he, that he pulled off. Then got called. Uh, then then got drew a defensive pass interference on Levi Wallace. I thought that was that that was a a really good decision by Ben Roethlisberger. And you, you saw him again. He settled in. He didn't make the key mistakes. And once he figured out what the Bills were doing and where were the safe areas to attack, he said, "Okay, let's go with that number two corner over there because he's not doing too well with our guys." And that was a guy they picked at late in the game to really start figuring things out. Chase Claypool also ran one of those jet sweep reverses to uh you know for twenty five yards. Some Matt Canada offense getting some work in there. But I know a lot of you guys want to talk about the offensive line. They did struggle early. Uh, Kendrick, you know, at one point came out for J.C. Hassenauer. Wasn't sure if that was injury-related. Didn't see any news about that. Maybe I missed something there. But, um, but he went back in eventually. The offensive line, definitely on the physical end, that's there. But they got a lot of gelling to do. And, and, and I said this going in. This was why I was, wasn't so sure about picking them. With I wasn't so sure the offensive line was going to be able to do that that well because they're on the road in a first game, young guys, against a hostile crowd also shout out to bill's mafia very loud during the game but left mighty early it was the two minute warning and their boys are driving and you saw an exodus of bills fans leaving highland highland uh, uh highlander stadium that was uh, our highmark stadium that was uh that was pretty that was pretty interesting there but i will say with this with the steelers offense when they started figuring things out there late Najee Harris broke off some good runs, had a nice 18-yarder when they started to put things together. And the offensive line for the Steelers, you saw they have the athleticism. Like when they got out and they got running, you see Kendrick Green moving down the field really well. Trey Turner pancaking guys out in the flag for wide receiver screens. Dan Moore Jr. looking solid. Kevin Dotson looking solid. Chakumo Korfor still the guy that I think had the biggest question mark. He They, they really need to see what they can do with him um, at right tackle. Um, again, Zach Banner's on injured reserve, but it looks like short term. He should be back earlier rather than later, we believe. Um, but the offensive line still the biggest question mark. But this was what I said going all along. They need to make the offensive lines question marks not matter because that's what great teams do. Every great team ha- has every team has a weakness. That's just that's just a fact. But it's how well you can cover up that weakness with the strengths of your team. In this case, this this team has a great defense and that can mask up the problems on offense. But you also have an offense with a lot of talent on it, with an with a experienced quarterback who wouldn't make the key mistake that would, that would seal this game uh, as a loss for the team. You have playmaking wide receivers who, when you get them the ball, they find a way. Also, Juju Smith-Schuster, shout out to him. Uh, heck of a performance on his part. Finished with four catch, 54, 52 yards, um, and had a massive trucking. He was getting yards wherever he could get them. Uh, James Washington also came in two catches for 10 yards. Deontay Johnson, though, that catch in the end zone, my goodness, the tip has. I can tell you right now, Deontay Johnson's hands, all throughout training camp, if you were there and I was there every day, every training camp, he was the first person on the field just catching the ball from a coach. Not anything crazy, just just, just make it your catch, possess, run, 
catch, possess, run. That's what he kept working on. And then at the end of practice, same thing. He'd go, and that's what he would do. He made sure his hands were going to be much better this year, and it paid off in week one. That touchdown pass, Ben Roethlisberger threw, which was a, a, a good pass, and well defended by Levi Wallace. He got his hand on the ball. But Ben put it to the corner, to the pylon, and that's where you want to give your receivers a chance to go get it. And Deontay Johnson went and got it. Phenomenal performance for him. He definitely gets a big play there. Claypool, of course, with that, with, with, the, with the big catch. Pat Fryermuth also a catch for 24 yards. And Eric Ebron a catch for 19 yards. Steelers didn't even really attack with the tight ends that much. Only one target for Pat Fryermuth, two targets for Eric Ebron. That was a major weakness I had for the Bills going in this game. And they didn't even really poke at it that much. And here's the scary thing. The Bills offense and defense, they've been together for quite some time. They had all the opportunities to just come in and just pick up where they left off last year. Steelers defense, for the most part, same unit. You know, a couple new places here and there, but the pieces are there. But the Steelers offense was brand new. New offensive coordinator, older Ben Roethlisberger, whole new offensive line, new running back, new tight end. And they still found a way to make plays in the big moments when the Bills were fumbling, fumbling about and not being able to come up with big, with, uh, with big conversions. That's one of those things where I'm like, if these teams meet again, I actually really like the Steelers' chances so long as they're healthy. Because that's the big thing here. You go back and look. Last year when they took on the Bills, they didn't, they didn't have they, you know they didn't have Bud Dupree. They didn't have uh, uh, Devin Bush. They didn't have Vince Williams. They didn't have Robert Spillane. They didn't have uh, Joe Hayden. They were just missing players left and right. When this defense, all they were missing was Stephon Tuitt. And again, Stephon Tuitt, one of the better players on this defense. And they still went in there and dominated this Bills offense. Really impressive stuff there when you look at this Steelers team overall. Um, can't say enough about what the defense did, but the offense figuring it out. And this is this is where I'm at with this team. That offense can figure can can continue to grow if they can just consistently grow at a pace. Where say by week eight, then you're expecting them to put more points up on, on the board. Then the offensive lines, you know, coming together, making life easier for Najee Harris. I think he ran hard in this game. The Bills were just not going to let him go anywhere. But if they start doing that then this team can really take flight. But any, even if even we forget forget down the road, forget you know what, what might happen in the future, though we will talk about that in a minute. Right now, this team is 1-0 against a major AFC team, against a team that a lot of people, including myself, we picked them to lose against. So now, T.J. Watt, after the game, talking to the media, said the sky is the limit. I believe he is correct. We're going to get more on that in just a second. Before I get, but first, I got to tell you about DirecTV Stream, one of our great sponsors. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. It's a lot of different things, right? Just to watch some television. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to find, finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your their live TV on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. And we're also brought to you by Built Bar. If you want to help you treat the taste like a candy bar, Built Bar is the protein bar for you. The official protein bar for the U.S. track and field team. And it comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, orange, something different like salted caramel, cookies of green, Rocky Road, and my personal favorite, double chocolate, Built Bar has so many flavors to enjoy. The best part, they're all healthy. They range 130 to 180 calories, 17 to 18 grams of protein, but only 
four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. That's a tasty and healthy snack that'll save you from eating that snack you'll regret later and stays on task with anyone's diet. Order today and get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to built.com. That's built.com to use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all capital letters, all one word, LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And as always on the Locked on Steelers podcast, we do back-to-back ad reads. We keep it rolling here on the podcast. Let's wrap things up here. I take this on the chin. I picked the Steelers to lose. But, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I looked at this game, and I still, like, if you've, if you've listened to me all offseason, I am very high on this team. I even said at one point, I think this team, if they hit on the cylinders and they stay healthy, they can get 13 wins this season. I really see that for them. But this was still one of those four losses I expected because I was just like, hey, the Bills, they got all the veterans now. Josh Allen's been, been ramping it up. They're at home. They're fired up. They're believing in themselves after last year. They, 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 they got it together. They got a lot of returning guys from last year. The Steelers got a whole new offense with a whole bunch of rookies, and they're figuring things out. It's going to take time for them to gel, and we saw that in the first half. But they beat this team. And now you have to wonder if this is just – if this is the floor of what the Steelers are doing. What's the ceiling? Because I look at this this game, and this is the script that you would want for almost any game. Now, granted, you know, minus the offense thinking, but defensively, you come out, you only allow one touchdown at the end of the first half. Your red zone defense is phenomenal. You put you you push these guys around. You 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 keep playing with these guys, even when even when the Bills took took an early lead. Even when it was 10 to nothing in the first half going into the second half and the offense only got two field goals in the third quarter, the defense still found ways to keep Buffalo in check. They never let them break open. They never let them do what they wanted to do. And now, again, this is against one of the best offenses in the NFL last year and one of the best offenses I say they'll face in the NFL in all of 2021. I still think the Bills are a phenomenal offense. They're going to have a great year. I think they're going to have a really good shot to be one of those higher-seeded teams in the AFC playoffs. But if the Steelers keep playing like this, they're going to be knocking with them to get one of those higher seeds too. And I do wonder what's going to happen with, uh, you know, with, with how this AFC plays out. Full disclosure, I am recording this before um, the end of the 4 o'clock games. So, like, right now I am watching – I'm looking at here the Chiefs are – down 10 to 22 to the Browns at halftime. We'll see how that plays out. Packers down 3-17 to the Saints. That's interesting. But this was a game that everyone had a going against the Steelers and they're able to they're being able to pull it pull this out. If this offense starts to click at any point this season, watch out, man. This team's going to be tough to beat. The biggest concern is always injuries. Now, right now, missing Zach Banner, missing Stephon Tewitt and Anthony McFarland. You kind of live with McFarland Tewitt. Big concern. Zach Banner, you kind of want him back because maybe he'll be that extra plug at the tackle position that can uh, get them to be more physical in the run game. But if this defense can stay healthy and Ben can stay healthy and Najee, these receivers, I really think this team has a good chance to run, to run the AFC North, run it back as division champions make a serious run to the playoffs. And again, my whole thing, you know, when people, oh, Mike Tomlin's play, recent playoff record, he hasn't done well. Well, go look at all the injuries that they've suffered in, in those years. 2016, Le'Veon Bell goes down in the AFC Championship game. 
2017, Ryan Shazier is paralyzed and not, and his career is ended. And the, the whole defense was based off of how well he played. And then last year in 2020, you saw all the injuries come into place. Half the team was missing. They had third and fourth and fifth string guys plugging in on defense. They had Marcus Allen converting the linebacker, for goodness sake. If this defense could stay healthy throughout the season, and it's a very long season, I'm not saying that's easy. I think this team can be right up there with the best teams in the AFC and the NFL, really. They have a really good shot with the way they play. But we're we're not we're not jumping the gun here. That's a long ways away. Right now, your Pittsburgh Steelers are one and oh. And they just beat a team on the road in the Buffalo Bills, who I think will be one of the better teams that they face all season. And now they get to come back home. Also, by the way, seven straight years of playing. A road open to open or on the road to open the season. That's a lot, NFL. Give the Steelers a break. They made it not matter in this game. But now they get to come back home and take on a Raiders team that's coming off a short week because they play Monday night football. A lot of things lining up for the Steelers to start strong this season and put to put, you know, put all those doubters that said that they weren't going to be able to be good this year. You know, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know, a lot of people saying eight, eight, eight and nine, seven and ten, da 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 da. I've been I've been always with the 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 ten the ten and eight crowd. Or the ten and seven crowd, the eleven, the eleven and six crowd, the twelve and five crowd, and I even said one point thirteen and four. If things go right for them, this team has that potential. So if you're a Steelers fan and you're watching this, go ahead, go watch some other things. Go check out ESPN or Fox Sports One and listen to. There'll be excuses made. They'll say, "Oh, the Bills, they gave that up." I even had people already tweet that at me. Oh, the Bills really lost this game. The Steelers didn't win it. I'm like, okay. Uh, if you say so, but your Pittsburgh Steelers did what they had to do and play disciplined football, despite all the holding that the Bills did. They got called for and got away with. The Steelers kept finding ways to overcome him. Heck, there were sacks that like Cam Hayward had where he was held on, and it didn't matter. There's a lot of great things that came from this game, and I think a lot of great things that the Steelers can still build on. Lots of lessons to learn. That's always important is that you don't want to be too high off of that first win. I think that they, they feel like, hey, that was a big win, but lots of things to clean up. But, man, it's a lot better to clean things up when you're 1-0 coming off a big road win against a really tough opponent. And a team that's gotten away with beating the Steelers the last two years when the Steelers have been hurt up. So for Josh Allen and the Bills and them saying, that, oh, we're the team that likes to work. They like to, uh, to dance last year. Maybe it was more so about the Steelers just not being healthy at that point in time. And now that they're healthy, the Bills weren't able to do nothing on defense. And now with their franchise quarterback, unlike two years ago when they had a fourth-string undrafted rookie playing, the Steelers didn't have four interceptions, and they were able to stay consistent on offense in the second half, find just enough to win. Oh, and by the way, get a big special teams touchdown. Shout-out to Danny Smith, the special teams uh, coach for the Steelers. He does a phenomenal job for them. But we got a lot more to break down on the Pittsburgh Steelers throughout this week. I'll have Tony Serino on for a Tony Tuesday tomorrow right here on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Odyssey. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe to us on any of those. Please rate us five stars with a positive comment on Apple. If you do so, you get a shout at the end of the show. We hope that you've enjoyed this on your Victory Monday slash Sunday. We did publish this a little early. So uh, there's that. But we hope you enjoyed this show. I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter at Carter Critiques, also on Instagram at Carter Critiques. And uh, it's going to be an exciting week. But sit back, Steelers fans. 
get to get to get to enjoy just kind of looking around and seeing everyone having to at least talk nice about your team or not talk about them at them at all if they didn't want to talk nice about them because your Pittsburgh Steelers certainly earned this big win. I'll be back tomorrow with Tony Torino on a Tony Tuesday. Stay right here with the Locked On Steelers podcast.